Sarah Colopy. Thanks so much for joining me in studio. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. My first time on radio. Oh, I wouldn't <laughs> have believed that. Like, you're so well-spoken. You're not one bit nervous, which is amazing <laughs> for me and amazing for the listeners. Sarah, there is a massive list that I could name out here. You are an online nutritionist, training lifestyle coach, and you are qualified in psychology. Well, I have an intro to psychology, so I have a special interest in it. So I have like all the little background bits, but I don't quite have... The qualification. Yeah, the qualification for it. But before we kick off today with all my questions around all the things you do, give us a little background on you, because even reading your bio here, like you were a chef before. Yeah. Tell me a little bit background story. You said, it, you know, you're, you, you went through the whole phase of dieting, losing weight, putting on weight. Uh, talk to me a little bit about yourself, your personal story. So I think a lot, like a lot of women, we t- we especially go through like troubled relations with food, things like that. We feel like we need to look a certain way, etc., etc. So I feel like my relationship with food was quite damaged from very early on. Um, and it's one of those things that kind of led me down to the path that I'm in now. When I was going through the whole dieting, not dieting, trying to lose fat, like all that kind of stuff, I was always stuck in the same cycle over and over again. But I didn't realise it was a cycle because I saw everyone around me who did the exact same thing, who cut out bread, who exercised all the time, who was just like 100% on or else 100% off. So that was something that I also struggled with. And I went to do chefing because that's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, turns out it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, girl. I'm trained in childcare and special needs and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> we all get trained in loads of things and end up not doing any of yeah. them. But basically it did lead me to here because I feel a lot of my a lot of my experience comes from working with food but also trying to make food as enjoyable as possible and showing clients that they can eat what they want when they want obviously moderation but most importantly teaching balance and sustainable kind of fat loss so I also did a a lot of different things in my times so I started getting into training and that's when I brought the two of those and merged them together and that's what led me here and then I did a little bit of like psychology bits in the background I love it because I feel like in life you have to do these things and learn these things about yourself in order to live the life that you are now living you have said it in your bio which I love you said you've been in the industry years 10 years of mistake and learning under your belt love that statement Sarah because that's what it is isn't it it's the learning the mistakes but it's about picking up what you learn from those mistakes adding it to the belt and moving on yeah 100% if you if you haven't been through it how can you teach someone else through it as well so I've literally done everything you could possibly think of (laughs) I've done them all even the crazy ones I've done them all and every single time I've done them I have learned something but I've also learned that it's not you know it's not the best approach to take yeah but you have to do it (laughs) to learn it you have a big influence over on Instagram Uh, I didn't want to call you an influencer because I feel like you're so much more than that but you do have that life where you come on you inspire people on the daily is that hard? Um, it can be a little bit hard to show up all the time especially when feeling a little bit low um, but I do really, really enjoy it. And like, even if what I say helps one person, then I'm happy. Like that, I'm not an influencer. Like I am a coach, I'm a businesswoman. So like that is my job. However, the two do kind of correlate. So it yeah. helps people relate to me a little bit when they see that I do go through lows and I do have like a normal life outside of fitness. I'm doing inverted commas here for anyone. <laughs> I use those inverted commas a lot. <laughs> no, but you do, like you have a lot under your belt. I really, really, really honestly, I commend you. You do talk about so much over on your page and I 
I'm with you. Like, with your job, that's what happens. It's 2024. The followers come in. They see what you do. But you talk so openly on your page also that you have ADHD. Yeah, that's only a recent diagnosis, yeah. And, I, like, I honestly commend you because you talk so openly. And from you doing that, you're teaching people about it. Mm. And I did ask you before you came on air, were you okay to mention this and talk about this? Because I think it's massive and it's something that people are missing uh, ADHD in adults. Uh, you said you've learned the whole way along. That was just another thing, wasn't it, on your yeah. belt to, to kind of be like, okay, this is something extra I'm learning about myself. How have you felt since getting that diagnosis? The diagnosis has been literally amazing. <laughs> Which is yeah. so weird because people are probably like, oh my God, how do you feel like now that you know I've got ADHD? And I'm like, I feel so much better. <laughs> I feel so much better. Everything makes so much sense and everything has come together and now I can learn about myself and like keep applying everything that I learn to make it better and better and all it's going to do is enhance my life it's not going to do anything other than that obviously with ADHD like there's ups there's downs all of those things but now I'm in a position where I kind of know how to manage it and I can kind of spot these things happening before they happen and before a major crash happens basically and you're giving that knowledge to other people tips and tricks over on your page Yeah, I love that and I love (laughs) your stories they're so down to earth and relatable so again I commend you so that's a little background on Sarah Mm -hmm. how amazing she is (laughs) Uh, so if you have any questions for Sarah today get in on 877 102 103. So let's get back to what you are, which is the businesswoman. I want to ask, you know, when you teach and train people, like you're both doing it from the mindset, you're doing it from the food aspect, but I think they come hand in hand. People don't realise, but it all starts with the relationship you have with food. When did you start learning that, that you needed to learn about the food side and your mindset side before being able to shed the pounds? Um, I think it was, it's kind of like a different, it's a difficult question to answer because there's no straight answer, basically. It's just been something that's been continuously happening. Right now, my relationship with food is the best it's ever been and it has been for a very long time now. But that doesn't mean that I'm not ever going to have dips with those. Like, people think when they, I'm doing inverted commas again, but when they heal their relationship with food, that everything is going to be perfect forever. No, you're still going to have red flags. You're still going to have some triggers. You still may slip a little bit, but the likelihood of you slipping is going to be so much less and you'll get stronger and stronger and stronger with learning how to manage all of those things. Like for some people, it might be like that, an emotional kind of aspect, which links back to the ADHD. Like what I did was dopamine chasing and things like that. That's why my relationship with food got to the point it did. But you're always going to learn how to keep going and how to make yourself stronger when it comes to those. So your dips are a lot less and you're a lot stronger. But to answer your question, I don't know. Yeah, and this is why I love about Sarah. It's the truth because is so many different aspects to your relationship with food from emotional eating, binging, uh, you know, and it does come back to your childhood. And I love that you're, you know, putting it in there that it's about stacking those new habits, learning uh, what your relationship and where it is coming from with food. And then you, no one's perfect. By the way, every day is a schooling day. You learn something new every day. What's your approach with your clients on, you know, getting them on that healthy journey of having that balance with food and not putting them on that strict, you have to come off bread, you have to do this and, you know, really teaching them? So each client is so different. So I'll have clients that look at calories. I'll have clients that won't look at calories. It's all about their lifestyle and what they're actually looking for as well. Most often I get them to start kind of just baseline and let's work on just structures, habits, routines before, let's say if someone's goal is fat loss, before even touching on fat loss. So they have to spend a certain amount of time just getting used to their routine and actually making their routine work for them. It's about meeting the client where they're at and it's no 
it's not like one size fits all. You can't just give someone this approach and it's going to work. It's all about communication. So I just talk to my clients really regularly, figure out how they're getting on, what maybe we need to work on that week and just make small improvements each week before we even look at going into a dieting phase if their goal is fat loss. Not every client's goal is fat loss, which is important. Anything, it could be fitness, could be actually gaining weight, it could be anything. Um, some people don't want to do anything, they just want to maintain and they just want to work on their relationship with food. So it's it's there's no blanket statement but basically I always get them to work on their habits, structures and routines first and so that I can see if there's any red flags that maybe I need to look out for that maybe they haven't noticed and then we kind of work on those. And Love that. Well when you're designing workout programs do you prioritise customization based on in- individuals or what way do you work it? Yeah so all of the training programs are for my clients are personalised However, I think people do get zoned in on this thing of having like a personalized program. The problem isn't your program. The problem is how you actually manage your program and how you actually incorporate it into your life. Because anyone can write you a program and you can off you go on your merry way and do it. But if you don't have the habits and the structures and the mindset for it, you're kind of on a losing battle here. You're not going to win. So it's not the personalized program. Like that's not the problem. (laughs) The problem is the mindset. That's what it is. And you start with that. Yeah, Getting to know your client, their relationship with food, where it started. Mm -hmm. And I love that you have that psychology background because you need that. Because you do. You need to get to know the mind first. How hard is it staying up to date with everything like it's changing all the time it's like every time I get a gym uh, plan down it's like oh you should do this how do you stay up to date with it all every day is a learning day so I think that's (laughs) the most important thing like it's always going to be changing and I like if anyone tells you that they're just 100% an expert, like don't trust them because they're absolutely not. Like you're always going to be learning. I never claim to be like the world's best anything. All I'm doing is learning and trying to stay up to date with what's new and figuring out if it's actually logical and if it works and if it's actually going to be something that is going to benefit a client. So yeah, you just got to keep keep rushing up the knowledge really. <laughs> I love that. Well, how do you address challenges that your clients might face? Um, again, it's about meeting them where they're at. Yeah. So it's such no a broad yeah it's just such a broad question that like it's kind of impossible to answer because each person is so different so it's again meeting them where they're at figuring out what our next step is to get them to that next 1% it's not about getting to 100% it's about getting 1% better every single day it's not trying to nail absolutely everything it's just about breaking it down into really small achievable goals whereas people sometimes have these massive goals that they want to hit and it's like okay before we reach that one we got to think about what gets us to that one you know uh, so the focus isn't on the end it's on the process I love that you said that because this is more of my question I went through the whole program losing weight everything but like how important is it to emphasize to people you know all the little background things so how much sleep you're getting Mm -hmm. uh, how much water you're taking in like for me massive changes in the last couple of weeks have been watching my sleep pattern on my watch and I'm not getting obsessive over it but really seeing how much sleep I'm getting before Christmas I was on I was operating on four hours sleep Mm -hmm. and I was not getting enough water like water 75% am I right in saying that percentage is you need that water you know to cognitively you know (laughs) operate so how important is it to look at the factors of sleep how much water you're taking in it's sleep is one of the most important ones and if anyone is interested in learning about sleep I would definitely read the book Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker it 
like it will just open your eyes to so many things but sleep is basically your foundation because without sleep you can't operate properly you can't think properly you can't move properly you make poor decisions like it's just kind of like being drunk all the time <laughs> like, yeah, when you're not truth. when you're not getting enough sleep or even quality sleep it's just making terrible decisions after terrible decisions and also when you don't sleep and you're not resting your hormones are going to be all over the place so you're not going to know whether you're hungry or whether you're actually just bored or whether you know you need more whatever it is in your life <laughs> you're not going to know that you're not going to be able to dig like figure out what what it is that you're missing because you're just going to think that you can stick to something but it's actually your sleep it's not it's not your willpower it's not your dedication it's the fact that you're not actually looking after your sleep you're not giving yourself enough rest and you're not showing off for yourself that way you show off for yourself every other way but again without that foundation it's not going to make a difference I love that you told our listeners that and me I'm not joking <laughs> I just wrote that down why we sleep by Matthew Walker, Walker yeah because stress for me uh, before Christmas Christmas Eve came and I absolutely was at burnout. Mm. I, you know, I wasn't doing the balance. I wasn't sleeping right. I was working. I was, you know, I'm a, a single mom with two kids. How important is it to look at those things in your life? Stress. Like, how important is it to look at the stress levels in your life? That's one of the one of the questions that I ask my clients on their check-ins every single week is, how would you rate your stress, how would you rate your stress that week? Um, or how did you show up for yourself that week? Name one thing you did for yourself. And that's the one that a lot of people neglect as well because they're like oh well I'm not stressed I'm just really busy and it's like yeah but that is actually stress like you not taking time for yourself means you're not giving yourself enough time like you're not giving yourself enough time to process anything you're not bringing yourself down to earth again you're just always constantly on this high and again when you're constantly in that high and you're feeling stressed all the time what are you going to do you're going to lead to emotional eating you're going to lead to making poor decisions because you just can't be bothered because everything else is so stressful so looking after stress and making sure you're making enough time for you is another key factor there's so many key factors (laughs) everything I'm like that's a really important factor but they're all really important but they are Sarah I couldn't agree with you more and like I feel like every day is a schooling day I'm still learning I'm like last year I was like I have it down I've lost weight and I as I said was on the other side where I emotionally ate Mm -hmm. and then at Christmas I realised oh my god I actually haven't been eating properly Mm -hmm. and the stress came into that so being stressed I was grabbing something I was nibbling I wasn't drinking enough water and I love that you said you have to show up for yourself Mm -hmm. because if you're not showing up for yourself how are you supposed to look after everyone else and all those factors were coming into play for me not eating enough uh, being on the go not getting enough sleep not drinking enough water and I really looked and said okay I got to take it back to the basics here and the basics were just looking after myself what's the non-negotiables and you can find so many little different ways I, I don't know if I have spoken about this live on air but I I'm obsessed. I got this new journal. I'm big into journaling, but it's a journal planner mm-hmm. and it's from the Head Plan Ireland. And they're amazing. They have a free downloadable app. And every day I have to go on and put my priority list, my to-do list. Uh, what am I doing for myself and my self-care today? What's the reward? And I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm actually like every day filling it in. And it also keeps a track of how you're eating, how much water you're drinking. And it's been doing wonders for me. Sleeping, you know, how much balance really I'm, you know, how much I'm taking on the water. It's endless. And it is, it all comes back to how you're showing up for yourself, how you're showing up for your own mental health. So I love that you said that because it's endless. Yeah. And it's all about the awareness as well. Like if you're aware, like that's what the journaling is doing for you. It's making you be aware of your actions. Yes. Because a lot of the time we're not aware of our actions, you know, and we're just doing things on like autopilot. So that journaling is allowing you to reflect and it's allowing you to bring that awareness so that you can take that with you for the next day. Not to make it perfect, but to make a 1% adjustment 
to make it that little bit better to help you towards your goals. Love that. Sarah, do keep it here. When we get back, I'm going to be chatting to you about what you give to your clients, where people can find you, and I'm going to make you play this or that. Oh. <laughs> keep it here on Spin Now with me, Katie. Jack Jones, D.O.D. won't forget you and you won't forget today's special guest, Sarah Colopy, still in studio with me. Sarah, before we jump off, I want to let our listeners know where they can find you, what you do. So can you give a little bit about, a little bit about, Katie, wake up, drink more water. <laughs> can you give me a little uh, background on what you offer your clients? So for my one-to-one clients, it's all about relation with food, reaching your goals. So working on balance, fat loss, sustainable fat loss, most importantly, there's no point in starting and something if you can finish it and maintain it. Um, so that's for my one-to-one clients. But I also have just recently launched an app called the Solar Series, which Ooh. is yeah, <laughs> which is basically an affordable app for anyone to come on for personalized programs, personalized nutrition. It's got an education hub. You can track your workouts. You can time your rest periods. There's also like a community group in there as well. So there's lots and lots of ladies in there at the moment, and I'm absolutely loving it. It gives me such a buzz. So that's kind of what I offer at the moment. I also have a podcast, uh, which I haven't recorded in ages. But well, anyway. This is- this is, this is going to give you the drive to go back. I know, I know. I'm so up and down with it. But yeah, I have a podcast as well called Sit Down With Saz and you can find that on Spotify. I love it. And where can people follow you across social media? Because I do love to follow you. So On TikTok and Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram. So C underscore coaching. And then you can find out all about the Solo Series in the link in my bio or else you can go to soloseriesbysaz.com. Amazing. You can also uh, go over to Spin's Insta and on my coming up uh, little story this morning, you'll see her at so you can click on that if you want to follow Sarah. Sarah, before we jump off, I just told you this, drop this on you last minute, my bad. Uh, we do this or that with all our special guests to get our listeners to to let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Everything was going so well. So well. So as quick as you can, 10 questions. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Okay, so cardio or strength training? Strength training. Mini eggs or mini egg bar? Mini eggs. Morning workouts or evening workouts? Morning. Tea or coffee? Coffee. High intensity training or steady state cardio? Oh God, neither, but cardio probably. Okay. (laughs) Water drinks or hydro... No, sorry, that was wrong. Okay, Katie, (laughs) do it as fast as you can. Water or sports drinks for hydration during exercise? Water. Okay, good girl. I love that because I'd be like, oh, I, I need to give up. <laughs> you don't up. need all the supplements. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Summer or winter? Oh, uh, summer, I guess. Yeah, I love summer. I don't know. It's good for the <laughs> I skin. get very warm. <laughs> I love it. Uh, cooking or eating out? Cooking. Beach vacation or mountain retreat? Beach. Android or Apple? Apple. Oh, always. <laughs> Fiction or non-fiction books? Oh, I love a bit of both. Fiction for nighttime and non-fiction for morning, so I can't answer that question. Girl, you <laughs> did better on that than I did. Sarah, honestly, thank you so much for coming in and being this week's special guest on Life Unscripted. Thank you for having me.